we all know the value of water. Uh, we all know the lack of water that we face and how thirsty we can get and how dry our land is, how valuable the commodity of water is. We know scientifically that the body can't live without water. It begins to close down. In fact, if we go without water long enough, we know that we die. Water is essential to life. It has, we have to have water to live. We need water physically. We need water uh, to be able to take care of our land, to take care of our animals, the crops, the things. That are. Water is essential. But when we begin to think about it and we begin to understand the reality of all that it's about, what we really need to come to and understand as we've been talking about David and, and coming to these things is the reality that what we need more than anything else is the water of life, the true water that brings life eternal, that brings life that changes. And in the scripture, in 2 Samuel in chapter 23, beginning in uh, verse 17, there's a, there's a story about David toward the time when his mighty men were there, and it talks about a very special time of thirst in his life and what his men did to appease that thirst in his life. And I just want to read that and share a few thoughts with you this morning as we think about that in 2 Samuel chapter 7, 23, excuse me, beginning in verse 13 and going through verse 17. So if you'd stand and let us honor the worrying of God and listen carefully, especially to the latter verses as we deal with that. The scripture says, Then three of the thirty men, chief men went down and came to David and harvest time to the cave of Adullam, while the troop of the Philistines was camping in the valley of Ephraim. David was then in the stronghold, while the garrison of the Philistines was then in Bethlehem. David had a craving and said, Oh, that someone would give me water to drink from the well of Bethlehem, which is by the gate. So the three mighty men broke through the camp of the Philistines and drew water from the well of Bethlehem, which was by the gate and took it and brought it to David. And then here, Nevertheless, he would not drink it, but poured it out to the Lord, and he said, Be it far from me, Lord, that I should do this. Shall I drink the blood of the men who, sent, who went in jeopardy of their lives? Therefore, he would not drink it. These things the three mighty men did. Would you pray with me? Father, this is an amazing account. David and his men and his, all those who had followed him running for their lives day after day after day, never knowing what the next day would bring, trying to survive moment by moment. In a time of real physical longing, David cried out from his heart, from his soul. Oh, if I could just have a drink of water from that well from my hometown. If I could just have a drink of water from that well. His men who loved him were willing to give their lives for the possibility that they could provide that drink for their king. And they made their way into the, to the place where the well was amongst the enemy. They got the water and they brought it back. God, I can't even begin to imagine what David must have felt as he received that love from his men, as he took that drink that he longed for, and he poured it out. 
in sacrifice, in honor, in worship. God, it's my prayer that this church might understand how they need to be that drink offering, that pouring out of their lives that this city might find its thirst quenched by the living water. And I pray that in Christ's name. Amen. You may be seated. You know, it's an amazing account. I, I, I can't even believe these guys win and they risk their life. And I don't know what they would have felt. I, I tried to think about it for a while. How would they feel? Here they almost gave their, they you know, risked their lives. And, and the drink that they gave him, and, and David just poured it out. At first, my thoughts was, that'd make me mad. I, I, I just risked my life. I went amongst the enemy, and I got you a drink of water that you said you wanted, and you didn't even take a drink of it. You just poured it out. But then I thought more, and I wondered. You know, these men knew David. They had walked with David. They had fought with David. They had heard David pray. They had seen the heart of David. And I think they weren't offended at all. But rather that they would bow and worship with him before an almighty God because they understood what was happening. See, the Bible tells us as we look at it and as we understand the great things of God's word and the things that are going on in Philippians in chapter 2, it tells us there that Jesus Christ emptied himself and poured himself out that you and I might have life. And the, the context of what it says is, is that he emptied himself completely. He, he didn't leave anything behind. See, if he if he'd just kept a partial part of himself, just a little bit, you and I couldn't have salvation. But he gave himself fully, completely. He poured all that he was out for, for our salvation. He gave everything that he had that you and I might be redeemed, that you and I might have our thirst, our eternal thirst quenched forever so that we'd never need to take a drink again. We'd never need to long for that which couldn't satisfy anymore because we would finally forever be satisfied in what God had done for us in Jesus Christ. He poured himself out fully and completely in all the things that were going on. Jesus, the living water, the water that brings eternal life, the water that makes a difference in everyone's life. We need to see what he did as he talked about that and as he came to that point in time as we look and as we see. He met a woman at a well, you'll remember. And there he asked her for a drink. Jesus did. But he told her, you know, if you were to take the drink of water that I could offer you, you'd never thirst again. And she asked for that water. And she received that water. You'll remember that it changed her life forever. She couldn't wait to get to town and tell everybody in town, come and see what this man has done in my life. Come, he, This man who told me everything about myself, come take a drink that I've taken because it'll satisfy you like you've never been satisfied before. And the whole city came out to get a drink. 
That's who we are as a church. It's what it means to be a family of God. It's, it's that God has entered into our lives, poured himself into our hearts, into our lives, and given us the opportunity to be the fountain of water through which other people can come and find themselves taking a drink that will change their lives forever. That's what he's called us to do. That's what he's told us to be in everything that goes on. This wonderful song that, that Greg talked, sang for us a moment ago talks about Jesus pouring himself out, giving everything that he was, but the part that we need to hear toward the end that, that prayer that needs to be said in your heart and in my heart is Lord let me See, this is where it's got to start let me be broken spilled out used up for you See, you as a congregation need to understand that your calling in this world, in this time, in this very moment as God has brought you to this place and in the beginning of a new journey is to understand that, that here the well springs of life are flowing and it is through your lives as you give yourself to be poured out, used up for the glory of God that this city will find the thirst quenched that they so desperately need. See, we look everywhere for th ways to quench our thirst, the ways to satisfy our hunger, ways to have the things that we need, but we keep looking in the wrong places. And yet you and I have the answer. The water of life that flows in us and through us and all part of all that we are together as we come to that place that we have the opportunity to be that living water in the lives of people as they have the opportunity to come. And look, see, that's what it's talking about. This water was paid for, and the thing... That's so amazing. It's free. Did you know? It's free. You don't have to pay anything for this living water. You don't have to pay anything for salvation. You don't have to pay anything for the knowledge that your thirst is forever quenched. It's free. The Bible says in Isaiah, the Bible says in the book of Revelation, the Bible says so over and over again, come take a drink of this water freely. At no cost. Now that's talking about our side. It cost God everything. It, he gave everything that he had. He poured it all out for us. But you and I get to come. And we get to take a drink of the water of life freely. Because of what he did for us in Jesus Christ. It's free because he paid the price. He gave everything. That the cost would be paid for. Sin could be paid for. Guilt could be satisfied in us before God. Because Jesus Christ poured out himself that we could be forgiven it is said in the desert that when a caravan begins to go the leader of the caravan as they're going through the desert will send out a rider and that rider will begin to go out looking for water and after a little while the caravan will send out another rider and then in a little while at intervals they just keep sending out riders and they're looking for the water. And as they go, the one that was sent out first, when he comes, when he comes to a place, and maybe he finds the water, and as he finds the water, he, he yells out to the top of his lungs, Come! And the one following after him will hear that voice in the echoes of the desert, and he'll holler out, Come! And then the next one, Come! 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 Until the whole caravan finally finds their way to the place where the water is, as they've done. That's who you are. You're the ones who have to say to this city and say to those that you're around, Come! Come! For the water of life is free to all who will partake. For all who will allow themselves to take that drink, it'll change their lives forever. It'll make all the difference in the world about who we are and what we do together as a people of God. Our calling is to call people to the water. 
Now, just like it said, you can't you can lead a horse to the water, but you can't make him drink. You and I need to understand as well, we can't make people take a drink of the water of life. But may it never be said, we never got them to the water. So they don't have a chance if they don't get to the water. And we're called as a people of God to do all that we can to make sure we give all that we have and all that we are and all that we ever hope to be that we pour out ourselves before God and say, God, here I am. Use me. Use me that others may never thirst. Let that fountain that wells up within me overflow into the lives of others. See, if we did it right, Everybody we came in contact would be soaking wet. Because the water would just flow over. And they'd just be drenched in a living life. In water that quenches the thirst forever. I mentioned to Greg when I asked him to come sing that song. I couldn't even remember the name of the song. I just could remember the gush, gush, gush. And, and <laughs> I said, you know, that might be the song. that we need. But that's what we need to be doing, folks. We need to let that water living up in us, flowing, blow, letting people know that we have the answer, that we have the way to which they can now have their lives satisfied, the longings of their heart quenched, the desires that they look for and long for satisfied in the Lord Jesus Christ. We have a drink of water. And you see, we need to just pour it out. Armour Bombeck said of her life, I just want to come to the end of my life knowing that I have taken all the talents that God has given me, all the effort, that, all the things that he's done in my life, the blessings, everything in my life. I want it to be so used up that when I come to the end of my life, I have nothing left. What a great testimony. What a wonderful word for you and for me to be able to say, when we come to the end, we gave it all. We didn't hold anything in reserve. We poured out our lives for the glory of our God. That people wouldn't be thirsty. What a great testimony this church has had, is having, and will continue to have. As you allow yourselves to be used of God, be that fountain through which the water flows. We're not the water. We never have been, we never will be. He's the water, the living water. But he has chosen miraculously, wondrously, unbelievably to flow through us. To use us, the channels, the fountains, that others could be able to come and take a drink of all that's going on. It's my prayer. That you as a church, that I as a person, a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, will be willing to be used up and poured out for him. Would you pray with me? Father, as we come to these moments, it's always hard to know how exactly to give ourselves to you. We want to be all that you want us to be. And we get so caught up in the busyness of life and all the issues that are going on in our lives that sometimes it's really hard to figure out how to just let go and let you use us the way that you want to use us. And Father, it's such a wonderful thing that you use us in so many different ways and varieties of ways that none of us have to be used in the same way, none of us have to uh, do the same kind of things, but that we all in who we are and how you've created us and designed us and gifted us to be the people of God, that all together that we can be that flowing fountain. And Father, it's my prayer that first of all, individually, 
that anyone here that's never trusted in Jesus Christ, has never taken that drink themselves, would do so this morning. They'd take that drink. They'd say, God, I'm thirsty. I'm so thirsty. Could you just give me that drink? Even as we sang earlier as a congregation, fill my cup. God, I'm lifting it up. I want your filling in my life. And thank you for the assurance that if we ask, that you will come into our life and you will save us. You will give us that thirst, you, that water. You will quench that thirst. We will have everlasting life, eternal life. God, for those who need a church home, may they take that step and move forward with this church family as they continue to celebrate the wonder of who you are among them. And God, my prayer is that this church would just open their lives and be poured out all over Kwana that people in this city might turn to Jesus Christ. And because of that living water flowing through this city, that it might just overflow and reach out to the community surrounding and to the state and to the nation. For we so desperately need that drink. This is a moment of invitation, Father. Your invitation. You're the one who said... Come. In fact, the Bible closes with that idea with the Spirit and the bride, the church. Say to all, if you're thirsty, come, take of this water without cost. May we join with the Spirit and invite all to come to the water. In Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen.